Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello. Hola. Bonjour. Tune in every Tuesday to the Dear God Podcast. ¿Qué pasó? Nah, we talking like it's 1995. <laughs> Let go of that Wi-Fi. Let's laugh and cry. But never say goodbye. Primos y primas, que lo que, and welcome, bienvenidos to the Dear God, Are We There Yet? The podcast. Con tu prima favorita, soy Alicia Sanchez, and yes, this podcast is in bi- is bilingual. Ahora, Dear God, in this context for my movement, is whatever or whomever you want it to be. It can be the universe, religious God, Buddha, self, nature, lo que sea. And it's really important that I give you guys always that disclosure, just because I want everyone to know that this space is for everyone. The Dear God Are We There Yet movement is a lifestyle community of question seekers. The goal is simple, to empower thought-provoking conversations, share happiness, and encourage each of us to never stop asking questions and having conversations that matter. Of course, helping people help people. And of course, why do we need it? Because our friends and families need it and the world needs it. Don't forget to check out our YouTube channel where I talk about self-growth, budgets and business, and passion to empower. Ahora, vamos a hablar like it's 1995 and I have a special guest today and it's Jaya Jaya Myra. She's the creator of The Well Method, which I am so excited for you guys to kind of hear everything that she does. Um, she has a book called Vibrational Healing and she did a TED Talk, of Living Your Purpose, the Key of Health uh, to Health and Wellness. And I have so many questions for you. But first, Jaya Jaya Maya, tell Myra, right? Tell everybody a little bit about you since they don't know about you. And I know a lot. <laughs> and thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Uh, well, let's see. What would you like to know about me? I actually started my career as a, a research scientist in molecular biology. Uh, after wow. after getting sick myself, I had been diagnosed with pretty debilitating debilitating fibromyalgia that made me mm. lose everything in my life. Uh, I walked away from my job. I had to declare bankruptcy. I uh, got divorced. My home was foreclosed on. So I was left with essentially nothing. And the icing on that cake mm. was that Western medicine made me worse. So hmm. I decided to walk away completely and find a natural way to heal myself, which I did. Wow. Yeah, I did read that. That you were just woke, you know, they tried to tell you, you that, you know, give you that label. You're disabled and you were like, uh-uh, I'm going to do something different. So Absolutely. what is the well method? So the well method is something that I coined after figuring out that really physical health has so much to do with mental and emotional health as a foundation of everything. And physical Mm -hmm. health is really a a byproduct of all of that. And we now know because basic scientific evidence is there within the last one to two years that really shows the evidence like that purpose and happiness and all of the stuff really, really does make a pretty profound difference in Mm -hmm. your health. 
and well-being. So I coined the well method to give people uh, very simple cornerstones to their practice. So each of the letters in the word well stands for something else that people need to keep in mind throughout the course of the day, like maintain mm-hmm. work-life balance or whatever that means to an, an individual because it can mean something different to each mm-hmm. of us. Uh, E is expect excellence. So always expect excellence of yourself. I find that people oftentimes tend to be very self-deprecating and they don't really push themselves to be the best that they can. But we can Mm -hmm. always do more and we can always do better. So that is a reminder to people to always expect excellence of themselves. Then the two L's uh, I think are equally as important. It's live your purpose, whatever that is, and Mm -hmm. to live with love and not fear. Mm, I love it. And I love that you have an acronym for it that's so simple because sometimes tenemos tanta palabra. We have so many words out there and how are we going to remember these things? Now, just to touch on, because I saw on your site and I was like, this is probably the first time I've ever seen this. You have a wellness building and design. Um, what is that? Because that sounds fascinating. Is that, does that mean your space, like your feng shui? It is similar to feng shui. Uh, I use aspects of feng shui, but I rely more on vastu, which is an Indian kind of an equivalent to feng shui that's less known about. But it actually Mm -hmm. talks about architectural design and building and how how a structure or a premises should be built from the ground up in terms of spatial arrangement and like how big or small a room should be to properly mm-hmm. hold a flow of positive energy but I take it wow. I take it like beyond that so uh, I use well building standards which is mm-hmm. a pretty important standard in the marketplace today and I also use aspects other mind body spirit things like use of crystals and color and everything that's going to affect the psychology of a person to really facilitate mental and emotional well-being. So whether someone is wanting to do a redesign of their house or their commercial space or a developer is looking to build a premises from the ground up, there's tangible steps that you can take to facilitate better well-being and happiness and joy in the people that are going to be in that building. Wow. So that is part of in a way, the vibrational healing that you, I I haven't read your book yet. So is that a part of that whole aspect? Because we can do things like you said, the well, but then in our space that we're in, all that is, is connected, right? Yeah, everything is connected. I mean, mind, body, and spirit are completely interconnected. And we spend so much time in our homes and Mm -hmm. wherever it is that we work. Like, we really shouldn't underestimate the way that the decor is done or, say, the direction of your desk. That can even have a profound impact on your energy levels because it's affecting what's going on with your psyche. Like, we mesh with the magnetic fields of the earth. I mean, and and while yogis and spiritual people have known this for a long Mm -hmm. time, I actually read an evidence-based article just a few days ago that shows that there is something, like, deep in our uh, intuition or um, maybe you could say deep in our biology that actually Mm. we can feel those magnetic fields of the earth. And that, that affects how we relate to the day and how we relate to the energy in our space. Well, so I want to go back to you because you said you come from research, right? So you yes. did, uh, and, and this is something that a lot of, I don't even know if a lot of my listeners will probably think about, but in science, everything is so like formula related, like there has to be something proven, but 
we're talking about two things right now because these energies per se I mean, is this something that's proved? Like, how did you come about your, did you research stuff, some of this stuff? Did you do any kind of like, I don't know. I'm like fascinated because you come from a total different background. So how did that, I mean, come about as far as research related? Did you research it or? My foundation has always had spiritual roots. I've always been deeply oh. intertwined with my faith in God. And so when I pursued a, a career in science, I wasn't sure mm-hmm. at the time if it was going to be science or medicine, but I, I really wanted to heal people. And due to my own experiences and also understanding how the scientific model worked, and especially when I was going through the process of healing myself, it became extremely apparent to me that what Western medicine and the scientific method is missing is that they have to be able to prove everything. And right now there can't, there is no proof of the human soul. And that is like one third of that mind, body, spirit interconnectedness. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of things that medicine doesn't truly understand because of that, because they rely on having to like have this hardcore evidence. And I'm sure that one day we will have all the evidence that we need to support Uh, all the stuff that alternative practitioners are doing. But for now, Mm -hmm. there is nothing that can measure, I guess what I would call consciousness. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's why you have to mix. Yeah, quantum physics for sure. It's getting there. I mean, and they, they've been able to understand like the idea of spooky physics and entanglement, like particle entanglement and what one particle does, something else responds to, even if it's on the other side of the universe. So again, they don't understand these things, but they've seen the evidence behind it. And I'm certain at some point in time, we're going to find something that will undeniably show that consciousness is really what is running everything. I mean, they, they, I've been reading about this a lot as far as, you know, what, and it's, it's all a lot in our minds. I mean, all these illnesses too. I mean, these are things that, and there's a lot of controversy from, like you said, from scientists to people from religious, from um, conspiracy theories, there's all these things going on in the world and we kind of have to find what works for us. Right. I mean, so what do you say? I mean, the fear of, when someone tries to knock down fear based on how, like, let's say your well, um, your well technique, your wellness techniques, or the way that uh, you cu- came about and kind of cured yourself in a way, because that's what I'm hearing. Like, you cured yourself from fibromyalgia, and it really started from um, everything, not just one element. What do you, what do, how do you relate to that? Like, how do you, not relate, but how do you speak on that when people try to instill fear based on um, these techniques that, you know, that you're trying to, to show the world? Well, you can't have fear existing in your mind or your emotions as long as you're, mm-hmm. you're breathing. And our breathing rate has a direct connection to what's going on in the mind. So when mm-hmm. you're learning to control and modulate your breath in different ways and you're adapting mindfulness and meditation techniques, it's mm-hmm. literally impossible to have fear that is lasting because you're retraining your mind, you're rewiring those neural connections, uh, and you're literally becoming a new person because of that. I mean, they, they have enough evidence behind it to show that I would call it science at this point. Breath is connected mm-hmm. to the mind and breath is directly connected to fear and also the other emotions that we have. So as long as you're breathing deeply, you're, you're not going to be able to stay in a place of fear. I mean, think about it for a moment. Once you get afraid, what is the first thing you do? Like people normally oh clench up and then they stop breathing yeah. temporarily. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you start wow. everything. Even when you get angry, um, you just, your whole body mechanism, everything changes. So my thing wow. is, you know, for all my listeners that are listening, what can, what can we do in a way as far as, I, I'm just thinking about what some people might be thinking and might be saying to themselves, okay, so does this mean that we'll never be fearful of something? Isn't that natural? Isn't that a human innate feeling? If something happens, somebody passes in our, or do we go through something tra- tragedy, you know, you know, something tragic? Aren't we going to feel fearful or afraid? Aren't those emotions? I mean, we're not always going to be in a utopia, no? Like yeah, feeling. no, absolutely. I, and that's the thing is that we need to let those emotions come and go. And for some reason, people have a difficult time letting go of those negative emotions. So yes, fear is completely natural when we experience uh, a stimuli that provokes it, but then you need to learn how to come back to center quickly and move on. There, there's so many people that live in a perpetual state of fear or this belief that they, they can't become a better person, and that truly baffles me because there's so many techniques out there that are absolutely free, things that you can do on your own and don't even take that much time each day that you can mm-hmm. work to reprogram the mind to to really get out of these negative thought and emotional patterns so that you can live a better life. Yeah, and I and I see here that um you actually have uh, you speak about or well, we're talking about this this fear um women's topics that you speak about the power of women and I want to talk about this a little bit and kind of get see what you think about this. So microaggression is something really that exists especially in the workplace for women mm-hmm. and this is how do women deal with that fear or that anxiety with microaggression? Like, what would you say for women that are in the professional workplace that, you know, are getting underpaid, they feel discriminated or whatever that that feeling is? I know you said, like, we should make that present, our emotion present, and then let it go. But what happens when it's over and over again, um, and I'm going to just translate it in Spanish, estamos mm-hmm. en el trabajo y la gente tiene su la mentalidad que es negativa, you know, ¿qué hacemos en ese momento? Like, what do we do in that, in that moment when it comes to microaggression? Well, the reality is that we don't live in a fair or just world, and there are a mm-hmm. lot of things out there that we can be rightfully and justifiably angry about. But the key is to not let it control your emotions at all time. Like, for people that find themselves in those situations, you can change the energy just by projecting positivity yourself. And if you're doing that constantly and you're still finding that it's not working, I always suggest people like look for a different employer, look for a different place to work. Like there is always somewhere else out there. And the best time to try to find a job is when you already have one. Mm-hmm. But how about if you're, but how about if you don't like, this is how I feel like women in corporate America are women that are entrepreneurs and then they're trying to make their voice count and they might be in an environment where it is male dominated or whatever the, the case might be in that microaggression. And they don't want to just say, I'm going to give up and let you win. Like, what do you do in that emote? Like with, with, with all of this, especially with your wellness tech, techniques, like how do we dig deep out of that where we still stand our ground as women? Because that is our power, you know? I think it's a matter of not seeing it as a battle. And that's just mm. a matter of a choice not to see it that way. Because if you mm. view it as a battle in your own mind, 
uh, that's how it's going to come across to other people. You will put an aggressive energy forward. And that's mm. not that's not that caring, compassionate, uplifting energy that we need to be putting out. So think about it. 70% of what people perceive in us is something that's coming from our subconscious, not even from our conscious mm. action. So if you perceive something as a fight, these other people are going to perceive you as a hostile person. And unfortunately, a lot of times microaggression is not conscious on the part of the people that are doing it. So they're going to look really? at you and go like, what the heck is going on here? Like, why is this person like being so <laughs> agitated? Like, why, why are they coming at me today? Yeah, they don't even realize that they're doing it. It's, it's like crazy, but that, that is the truth of the situation. And also, men tend to be more wired towards aggressive behaviors anyway. So if you're putting out aggressive energy towards a man, they're going to stand their ground firmly. So what you want to do is use your feminine powers to your advantage and just really shine and, and radiate that positivity out into the world, and that will be noticed. Wow. And then, you know, it's true. It's like, it's love. Love conquers all. You show love and you, you bring that out there. Um, I've had a lot of instances as um, an Afro-Latina and where a lot of people would, you know, look at me or, or, you know, do something. And it's true. I have to control. It's a human thing. Like, you're just like, really, really, but you have to control yourself and you have to say, no, they literally either they are ignorant and they don't know, maybe they do know, but you can't feed off of that. And it is so hard Myra to do that as a, as a human sometimes because you're just I don't know if it's like that's the first thing that comes to your mind or maybe like uh, as a minority or something you you you're wired like that so it's like for our moms out there that have children um you know little girls uh, mm -hmm. little boys too but little girls what would you say to them for there, there's one thing that you would say to them to help them in their parenting for their because it starts when we're a child Right? Yes. What would you say to them? Uh, become responsive, not reactive, because the oh. baggage that we carry as adults is always, always, always due to things that we experienced as children, things that, that we don't understand. Like kids don't understand that mom and dad are having a bad day and that that just got taken out on them. You know, they, they don't get that. Mm. Kids view parents rather like godlike figures because they're the yeah. first person that someone sees when they come out of the womb and all they've known before that is light and consciousness so parents are like god they need to really <laughs> remember that responsibility that they carry to not put their own baggage on their kids and i would also highly suggest when your kids get six seven eight years old teach your child the art of mindfulness and meditation because that mm. will give them a coping tool that will help them their entire life I love that. Oh my God. Thank you so much, Myra. I want everyone to check out um, La Pantalla Atrae Esto Va a Decir Vibrational Healing, donde pueden comprar el libro. Um, she has a lot of other books, but the vibrational healing, I, what I really like about seeing it, and I'm going to get it, is attaining the balance and wholeness because in a world where, you know, sometimes I kind of, I'm in the middle, like, could we have balance? And I'm going to ask you that. Is it possible really, really to have balance? Because I don't know. In my mind, my life I'm thinking like this is impossible but do you really think that there is a possibility to have true balance in our lives so um, 
Balance <laughs> is used because I think it's a word that people understand. But to be real, I hate that mm -hmm. word because like, okay. we, we are like never in balance. It's literally impossible to be in balance. Like we would cease to exist if we were in balance, if you look at certain esoteric laws. But what you can do is always uh, seek to fulfill your purpose and the things that make you happy at any given time because we're always going to have ebbs and flows and new desires and things that are going on. So as long as you're trying to make your life better and more purposeful and more happy, then you know that you are actually working towards a place of being in balance for you at that moment in time. And that, that's all that matters. I love that you said that. You kept it real. Yes. <laughs> because some people, I mean, it's like, this is life, you know? So mm -hmm. my last question before I let you go, because I appreciate your time, is if you could go back in time about five to 10 years ago and tell your past self anything about the future, what would it be? You know, I've always been extremely, extremely intuitive. So I don't know if there's anything that I could tell myself that I wouldn't really? have already known. But I, I would say, don't be so naive and just believe that everything will come to you in the right place in the right time. I would encourage myself to go back and really work for certain opportunities and to know that mm -hmm. uh, I have to really put myself out there like to succeed quickly. I think I would have been able to succeed more quickly if I put myself out there sooner. Wow, I appreciate it so much. And I love how you said that where it's because sometimes we we do have that little thing where at the right place at the right time, right? Mm -hmm. And then yeah, we kind of don't push ourselves as much. I know personally with me because I'm just like, well, maybe the universe doesn't want it. No, Alicia, the universe, you have you did what you need to do. <laughs> so yeah, the right place I, I at that. the right time is right here and right now. And, and right now. Make it, <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you so much, um, Myra, for being on the Dear God, Are We There Yet podcast. Um, for everybody listening, I'm going to have her information below where you can get her books and kind of check about her and her TEDx. Super, super, super important and super cool. You got to watch. I can't even give you all the tips because I want you guys to watch it. Um, but it's very powerful because these are things that you, you're going to be nodding. And so while you see, wow, yo no sabía eso. Wow, eso sí es verdad. So again, until next time, you guys, thank you for tuning in. And remember, never stop asking questions. Thank you so much, Myra, and have a good one. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.